Healing after suicide. I have a bonus episode waiting for you today and will answer the questions like, where do I begin? Can I find joy again? Laugh without feeling guilty? If you want my opinion, I think this will resonate with more than just the individuals recovering and healing after suicide. Anytime we lose a loved one, these questions emerge. I wanted to support and invite our guest today, Crystal Partney, onto Direction Not Perfection because I, I believe that our health is equally mental and physical. It would never matter how fit or nourished we become if we are ultimately left without joy, without the ability to thrive throughout our days. It is not about just surviving. We want a full and joyful life. Crystal will be offering a Healing After Suicide Summit that will begin July 11th through the 24th. So that's right around the corner and I'll put the link in the show notes. So if healing after the loss of a loved one is on your heart, stay tuned. Thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Lindsay House, registered dietitian, private trainer, accountability coach, author. I have been working with clients for over 13 years, passionately changing the culture of health and fitness. I'm out here smashing scales, helping individuals rewrite the rules to what success looks like in their life. I want to change generational thinking, no more all or nothing mentality, get rid of the diets and believe in the individualized journey. We are stronger than we will ever accept and beautifully made just the way we are. Keep your eyes on your own paper and trust your own path. Thank you for trusting me and letting me be a constant encouragement through your week. Let's get this motivation started. Welcome to your podcast, Direction Not Perfection. I am so excited to introduce our listeners today to Crystal Hartney, author, speaker, suicide grief coach, and founder of Scattering Hope and Alan Thistle. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you for having me, Lindsay. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to talk today to expose our listeners to this topic of suicide grief and the fact that there is, is someone like you out in the world, a coach to help handhold and walk people through this process. So I feel like we need your story. Um, if you want to start with that so that we kind of can all follow into how you got where you are today. Sure. Yeah. I'd I'd be happy to start there. So my, my story really began the day before my birthday in 2019, I received a call from my mother saying that my sister Gina had taken her life that morning and As you can imagine, that was not the phone call that I was anticipating. It was the day before my birthday. And so I was naturally assuming that my mom wanted to discuss, you know, what I was going to do for my birthday and what sort of plans we had. And never in a million years would I have thought that that was going to be the phone call. But as soon as I picked up the phone, I knew something was terribly wrong. And then that's when she told me. And as you can imagine, as a whole family, we were just completely devastated. We didn't know how to like process it and to explain to our children what had just happened. And my little girl, she was three. She had just turned three in January. And so I was now facing the difficult decision. How do I tell my three-year-old that her aunt Gina had passed away? 
And let alone, how do I explain to her in terms that are not necessarily scary, mm-hmm. but how do I explain to her in simple words how she died, but in a very loving way? And I really felt like, <laughs> unknowingly, I felt like I did a good job. So That's amazing to, to hear that. I'm so glad to hear that because, wow. So... So can you fill us in a little bit what that would look like? Yeah. So my little girl, she could tell I was upset and it had been at least a couple of days after my sister's passing. And I talked to my husband and I just said, Hey, you know, we're going to have to just tell her. And ironically enough, she, you know, I was in the bathroom at the time. And so she came into the bathroom and she goes, mommy, why are you crying? And I said, well, honey, I, I'm just really sad. And she looked at me as only a three-year-old could and just said, why, why are you sad? And I said, well, honey, um, aunt Gina has, has died. She's passed away. And she, again, (laughs) the innocence of a three-year-old, she said, why? And I said, honey, you know, I don't know why. I just know that Aunt Gina was really sad. And then it's it's so ironic, Lindsay, because she got this huge smile on her face. And I'm like, why are you smiling? I just yeah. told you Aunt Gina has such a reaction. Died. And and I said, honey, why are you smiling? And she goes, Well, does that mean that she's with Grandpa Lanny? And that's my dad. And I said, Yeah, honey, she's with Grandpa Lanny. And she said, okay, (laughs) she ran out of the bathroom (laughs) and it was so beautiful because it was not only was it innocent, Mm -hmm. but it brought me so much peace and comfort to know that, yes, I was extremely sad, but she was in good company and that she was safe and she wasn't alone. That in itself brought me so much peace in that moment to know that Ava understood like, oh, okay, that it was going to be okay, that yes, it was going to look dramatically different from here on out. Mm -hmm. But overall, my sister was in a good place. And my Mm -hmm. to know that my daughter knew that, that she was surrounded by loved ones. She wasn't alone. She was at peace and... It just brought me so much comfort. Oh, you're catching me an emotional day too. I feel like I could sit here and bawl with you. <laughs> um, yeah, my I just literally came from my mom's this weekend. Um, her husband had to go into hospice, and there was a moment that the same topic came up that his son had passed away in a helicopter accident years and years ago. And there was a moment where my mom mentioned that like, he is going to get to go see his son and and there is so much comfort. It was like, yes. And go now. Like, this is like, you are going to, you're about to be welcomed. And I don't know. I just, I feel that moment that you just felt that, that breath of like, okay, okay. It it definitely makes the, the dying process or just the process in general, the grieving process, I think a little bit more easier. Because it's like, oh, okay. It's not that it, you know, it doesn't change things, but it definitely, as you can attest to, it just brings your heart so much peace. Like, okay, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. At what, at what point were you like, I can't stop with my own grieving process. Like now this is just my mission in life is to go help others. So I was at an interesting time in my life. I was literally getting ready to graduate college with my degree in healthcare administration. And so in the process, I had about, you know, like I said, a month away and I graduated and throughout that year, I told myself like, okay, I'm going to take a year off and I'm, I'm going to begin to heal. And so I needed, I needed to begin the healing process. And of course I didn't know what that looked like. And so I just told myself like, Crystal, just, you're very fortunate. You don't need to rush out and find a job in the respective field that you just graduated in. And so I said, okay, I'm going to just take this year and heal and process everything that's just happened and just find some calm because as you can imagine, <laughs> going to school full-time and having a job and there was, there was so much like busyness and then this tragedy occurred. So I just needed some peace and calm after everything that had just happened. And so throughout that whole year, I felt like I kept getting promptings on my heart to help other families going through a similar situation. And it's interesting because I kept fighting it. I kept pushing it off. Like, no, no, that's, that's not me. That's not who I am. And, and I don't even know what I'm doing. So I kind of feel like I'm how, you know, who am I supposed to help someone? But again, it wouldn't go away. <laughs> the feeling kept coming and coming. Yeah. And so then I launched my, my company scattering hope. And it was throughout that during the end of the year and I launched it and I just felt again, so much peace in doing so. And then after I launched scattering hope, <laughs> I got another, you know, just another prompting on my heart to help people who are really struggling with mental health, struggling with feeling like they're alone. Maybe they have attempted suicide or maybe they're even contemplating suicide, but the people in their life have no clue. They have no idea that they're struggling behind closed doors. And that is when I decided to launch my sister company to Scattering Hope in my sister's memory. And it's mm -hmm. called Owl and Thistle. And so mm -hmm. Owl and Thistle focuses on the preventative side of suicide. But in simple terms, it allows you to be able to tell the people in your life how much they are loved and how much they matter. Because as I watched with my own sister in those moments, when I reached out to her and said, hey, I see you. Mm -hmm. those three words, I see you, Lindsay, are so powerful. And again, I, I watched it with my own sister and she, for the first time in a long time, just started crying when I said those mm -hmm. words to her, because it was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I do. I really do see her. Mm -hmm. And so 
I wanted to recreate that experience that I had with my sister for, for you and to allow you to be able to experience that with other people in your life. Hmm. Can you walk us through what that would look like? Like somebody finds out that this even exists. Do they walk through real doors or virtual doors? Yeah. So, and to be completely honest, I'm still in transition with how I want that to look like, but yes, there's going to be different courses. There's going to be like a membership site. There's a subscription box that allows you to send your loved one a a box on a monthly basis. The subscription box really started for, for both companies. So Scattering Hope allows people to heal after losing a loved one to suicide and everything inside of it, of course, pertains to not only my own experience, but the things that helped in my healing along the way. So for instance, I have several crystals inside of it that really helped me. And then I have two different colored journals in there and I go and explain a little bit further what those mean. And then for owl and thistle, the different products pertain to preventative of suicide and really just allow you to say, Hey, I see you and, and experience that for yourself. And the reason my heart behind both of them was specifically for owl and thistle, the unknowingly the Christmas before uh, my sister passed away, I was out Christmas shopping. And I come from a very large family. I'm the youngest of eight. And my sister was the oldest girl. Mm -hmm. And so I was at Christmas shopping. And so (laughs) we, of course, decided a long time ago that there's no way that we could (laughs) buy Christmas presents for all of my siblings and all of their children. And (laughs) there's just just no way. (laughs) And so... But I knew that my sister was struggling and she was newly divorced and her children were, you know, in their teenage years, they wanted to go live with their dad full time. And so my sister would see them maybe once a month, if that. And so I just knew my sister was struggling. And when I saw this little wooden sign, I was like, I have to get that for Gina. I have to. And so I got it. And I went down into my uh, parents' basement where my sister was staying at the time. And I said, Gina, I got you a gift. And she's like, what? She's like, Crystal, you know, we don't give each other gifts. And I was like, I know, I know. But I I saw this and I, I just thought of you. She unwrapped it and she looked at it and, and read what the little wooden sign said. And it says, find your happy. Mm-hmm. And she started to cry. I took that moment and just said, Gina, I just want you to know that I see you, that I see the struggles you're going through. And no, I don't know what it's like to be, you know, newly divorced and trying to you know, navigate being single and dating and having your kids live with their dad full time and you only seeing them every once in a while. And then you're 
So it feels like you're fighting for their attention because when they're with you, they're on their phones, little tiny things like that. And she was so touched by my, not only my gift, but just the fact that I was able to connect with her and say, Mm -hmm. Hey, I see you. And even though I can't relate personally, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. And so remembering that beautiful moment with my sister, I wanted to recreate that for Alan Thistle. And then of course, for scattering hope, if you have experienced a loved one that's died by suicide, I just wanted to recreate that experience for you to be able to say, Hey, I may not know the struggles that you're going through. And I don't even know if you really are struggling because so often it's behind closed doors and we just don't know, Mm -hmm. but allowing ourselves to be able to say, Hey, you know, my sister, my, my dad or whoever it is in your life to be able to take the subscription box and just simply go over to their house and sit with them and say, Hey, I, I see you. I know that you're going through some tough times, but I'm here. And I love you so much. (laughs) And just opening up the conversation is what I wanted to create for for you. And I love that. That's kind of where my head was going with that, that you were brave with your conversation. I think a lot of people go, I see this hardship happening, but I don't want to offend them. I don't want to say the wrong thing. And to, to imagine just having some words put in your mouth and like this box to just show up and just talk through some stuff. And it's all out of so much love that like, even if it does go wrong in the moment, it can never be wrong when it's out of love. Right. So let's backtrack for a second. Cause before you and I hit the record button, you had mentioned that movement was a really big part of your healing process. What, what did that look like for you? Well, when my sister passed away, it was winter and (laughs) I gotta be honest, Lizzie, I, the last thing I wanted to do was go outside and exercise (laughs) because it was cold and it was snowy, but I took little moments throughout the day to move because when I did that, Mm -hmm. Whether that was taking our dog and going for a walk or even my daughter, bringing my daughter along and saying, hey, let's go outside and let's go build a snowman or Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. But I took those little moments throughout the day and it didn't have to be like these hour long stretches. It was 20 minutes here, 10 minutes there to just move my body and shift the energy that was in me, because quite honestly, as I discovered, you know, grief can stay stuck and in mm-hmm. specifically you know, stay stuck in our body. And if we're not shifting that energy, shifting the, the heaviness of it and, and releasing it, like physically releasing it, it will stay stuck. Mm-hmm. And that's when I noticed that when I wasn't moving or, just simply releasing the energy, whatever that looked like for me, whether that was, you know, hitting a pillow or physically like just screaming, 
Mm-hmm. That's okay too. Like <laughs> I would right. encourage that because again, you're just releasing all of the tension, all of the heaviness that comes with grief and loss and especially suicide. It's just, there's so many emotions and pent up anger and all the feelings that come alongside it, that to be able to release that physically is so important. And I found that when I was moving, when I was you know, able to release that in any capacity, I felt better. I felt lighter. And so I really discovered how movement played into my healing. And I ask that because I can see this as you're mentioning coursework for other individuals, or I'm picturing movement being built into these game plans. Yes. Yeah. It's such a critical piece that I, of course, had I not experienced something like this, I don't think I would have ever discovered it. Mm-hmm. Or even if you've heard it, to not understand the importance of it, right? Yes. That like, wow, I'm not. I really am different when I come back to my seat after I've moved. Um, And I'm wondering, like with your journaling, do you give little prompts like that? Like, what do your journals look like? Yeah, I do. So I actually wrote a separate journal. It's walks somebody through that first 30 days. And Mm. there are journal prompts every single day. And my heart, again, behind it was remembering and reflecting on my own journey. And one of the daily journal prompts is physical movement and being able to process your grief. And so the the layout kind of looks like this, where I have, for instance, physical movement, and then I have a, a Bible verse, and then I follow it by my own experience, why I chose that particular prompt for the day. And then there is the physical writing in the journal itself. So there is lines that you can sit and we can write in the journal itself. But again, my heart behind that was because I knew and recognized in my own journey that I just needed bite-sized pieces to begin to process what was happening. And to be very gentle and kind with myself in saying like, okay, I can take this today and whatever the journal prompt is for that day, that's what I'm going to do. And it allowed me to begin the healing process. Whereas if I decided, you know, cause oftentimes you, you feel like you have to tackle it all at once. And mm-hmm. of course that's not very helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what do you say to the person, the family member? Because I feel like you had that moment where you're like, I'm sure you feel like I'm really glad I went down and had that conversation of I see you. I'm sure just that alone kind of lifted any guilt where you you could have been telling yourself, wish I would have, could have type of thing. What about for the person who feels like they missed that opportunity to take that conversation? Their person's gone and that moment is gone. What's some of your talk around that? The first thing I would say to you, if you were able to say something and they're gone is first and foremost, give yourself grace, please. Whatever you do, give yourself grace because There were definitely moments when I look back and I could either replay that scenario in my mind 
over and over again, that experience, that conversation that may or may not have happened. Mm -hmm. That could be a tape that I keep playing over and over again. But at the end of the day, I had to think of my sister because I definitely felt guilt. I definitely felt, oh my gosh, why didn't I see this? Why didn't we see this? You know, okay, yes, we did see this, but why didn't we do more? And I think that's just a normal part of the the journey. But when I really sat with that and said, okay, would my sister want me to replay this over and over in my head? What's going to bring me more peace? Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, that's what my sister wants for me. Not just for me, but my entire family. She wants us to find our own peace. And I would take that a step further and say, she wants us to find hope again. That if anything, and if I could offer any sort of encouragement to those those families that never had the conversation, didn't see this coming, and were just completely blindsided, Mm -hmm. find a little bit of hope. Find that grace for yourself. And just allow yourself to say, I did the best that I could in this moment. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm again, I think the journaling is doing this, like letting you work through these emotions and seeing what's coming out. Is there anger within you? Is there sad? You know, there's obviously sadness, but I just, I, it is such a process to your point. And that's your scattering hope journal, right? Yes. Scattering yes. Hope, a 30 day journal to guide and comfort those left behind after suicide. Do you even feel like there's a piece of your journal that could work after any death, death of a family member? I mean, hope everyone needs hope after is, is there a piece of that or is it very tailored to, to suicide? To be honest, it, it's universal. Mm-hmm. There are, of course, parts in it that pertain specifically to suicide. Grief is grief. And if you need something, and in fact, that's again, that's why I wrote it, is because I wanted people to be able to experience taking it day by day, regardless of the calendar year, regardless of if it's been six months since their passing or it's been years. Mm-hmm. I wanted someone to be able to pick up the journal and say, you know, I'm feeling a little bit stuck. I feel like this is coming back again. I feel like this is heavy and I don't know where to begin. That's where I wanted people to pick up the journal and say, okay, let's just start today. Let's mm-hmm. just focus now on this day mm-hmm. and we'll take it from 30 days until the end of the journal. And if I need to start over again, I will. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. And just the fact that you're willing to simply start is a huge, huge accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about your podcast too. You are loved is the title of your podcast. Are you, are you out and live yet or just working on it? I'm still working on it. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah. I am super excited about it. I think of it as this beautiful combination between the two companies, between Scattering Hope and Alan Thistle and 
it really is a way for people to not only feel that they're loved, but also, of course, know that they are loved and that if they're struggling, as you will discover from, you know, guest appearances on the podcast that you're not alone. We really need to just open up the conversation and say, hey, you know what, I'm struggling and be able to reach out for help. And then if you have lost a loved one by suicide, it goes back to that simple truth that you're not alone, that we can scatter hope to those people that are just really struggling in this, this day and age. And so that was my heart behind the podcast is letting people know that you are loved that we need to have this conversation, this very difficult conversation of, you know, mental health and suicide and being able to simply start. Yeah. is why I, I created the podcast. Yes. Okay. I'm going to challenge our listeners to go look it up though, because I have this feeling by the time this airs, uh, that yours might be up and running. So all of our listeners, if this is really hitting home for you, go ahead and go check that out. See if it is out and available for you. Um, any last minute words here? If there's one takeaway that you hope and pray that somebody hears, what would that be? Well, it's something that I just alluded to earlier and just remember that there's always hope Mm. that you only need a a glimmer. You only need a sliver of it. And that's the beautiful thing about it is find that hope in your life, whatever that looks like. It could be in my situation, I had my three-year-old that was looking to me to say, okay, what's next? How are you going to process this? Mm -hmm. And just know that even though you might not think you have anybody looking to you, there are thousands of people looking to you for guidance, for hope, for love and inspiration. Um, if you can do it, they can too. So just remember that there's always hope and that you only need a sliver of it. I love that. Thank you so much for all of your love and your wisdom today and sharing so vulnerably. We really appreciate it. Oh, you're so very welcome. I hope it touched some of your listeners and I'm just so grateful that you would have me on. Thank you for listening today. Whether you are working with me personally or just letting these podcasts speak into your life, I truly appreciate you trusting me on your journey, and I will always have some free materials waiting for you on my website at healthaccountabilitycoach.com. I have habit trackers, meal planning worksheets, blank calendars where you can track your daily successes. Come check it out and always feel free to reach out if you need any referrals, if you are seeking your own accountability, or if you just want to say hello and provide your beautiful insight and feedback. I appreciate your valuable time and listening ears. This topic served any purpose for you, or you can picture that exact person who needed this. I'm always honored when you share the episode. We are making 2022 the year that we are going to pour motivation and inspiration onto others. I also always appreciate it when you leave a review on iTunes and rate the podcast. I send you off with all the praise and momentum you deserve for staying open-minded to new information, 
keeping that open mind to the idea that our journey will look different now, five years from now, slow and steady, y'all. It's not always instant gratification and not always that exciting, but a much gentler and redeeming path that will serve you well throughout all the years and every season of life. Cheers to health and happiness.